0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Hey there. Thanks for tuning in to the Unplayable podcast. Our guest today is the exciting Josh Philippi from Western Australia and the Sydney Sixers. For those watching on YouTube, unfortunately, there will be no video component to this chat as Josh joined us while he was getting a lift to training in the car. But stick around until the end of the chat where Jack Painter makes some pretty big calls about WA's season. And don't forget we've already got episodes with Will Sutherland, Alex Carey and Matt Renshaw in our catalogue ready to be listened to. So without further ado, let's get into our chat with Josh Philippi. Hello and welcome to the Unplayable Podcast. It's Josh on a finger here with Jack Painter and we're very privileged to be joined by Sheffield Shield winner Josh Philippi to discuss WA's chances for this summer. Firstly, Josh, congratulations and how were the celebrations after that breakthrough win?
2: Thanks guys. Um, Yeah, they were pretty exciting. There was obviously a, a lot of people around WA cricket. Um, Yeah, pretty happy. It it been a long time coming, and um, yeah, the the celebrations were good fun.
3: And what's the motivation like going into this season, given that WA won everything there was to win last year?
2: Yeah, I think we've we've set the bar pretty high, but um, yeah, we've we've got a very strong list, and and you know we we want to do the exact same thing. So, you know, there's still a lot of motivation there, and all we see it now is we've gone from the hunters to the hunted. So it's kind of changed, hasn't really changed our mentality, but, um, you know, we know we're sort of the, the team to beat now.
1: And how's your off-season been? I mean, you've been playing a lot of cricket in different parts of the world. How have you enjoyed uh, the, the winter months, I suppose?
2: Yeah, it's been good. I've been trying to sort of get as much cricket as I as I can. I had the opportunity to, to go play some T20 for Sussex in England and went over to Sri Lanka as well. Um, and I also had a, a training camp in India as well. So, um, yeah, I've sort of been a bit here, there and everywhere, but it's been really good to experience some new conditions and, um, yeah, continue to, to develop my game.
3: And the form's obviously very good, 94 and 69 in the first match in Sri Lanka. How did you fare with those subcontinent conditions and was that sort of your first experience of those types of pitches? Um,
2: I've had a couple of um, sort of development camps in in India but um it was my first time in Sri Lanka and um yeah it was, it was it's pretty pretty foreign conditions to what we normally get here um but yeah it was, it was just a really good experience to to you know take in my game plans against playing spin and and play in those sort of um challenge challenging subcontinent conditions so um yeah I really enjoyed the experience
3: and batting in the floppy as well I love that <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, unfortunately, the uh, Aussie A baggy cap doesn't fit my head. I've got an absolute pinhead, so I didn't really have too many options there. And um, they had an extra small floppy for me, so that, that was the only way I could do it.
1: It looked like a good crew you had over there, and it was a pretty incredible win that you had in that second um, first-class match. Tell us about that match.
2: Yeah, it was... As you said, it was a, a great crew. We had a lot of fun over the few weeks we were there. Um, and, yeah, that last game was, was pretty incredible, really. We um, sort of lost a few wickets early and then had um, Henry Hunt and Jimmy Pearson put on a massive partnership there. And then Aaron Hardy come out and, and sort of smacks about a runner ball 70, I think it was. And what do we end up chasing? I think we ended up chasing 370, was it? Is that
1: right? Yeah, I believe so, yeah.
2: 350? But yeah, it was it was incredible, really. Um, yeah, it was pretty pretty cool to be a part of.
3: What about the the blast as well? Only only the six games because it sort of clashed with the the Sri Lanka tour. But is that something you looked forward to sort of do again? And and how was the experience playing in, in that competition?
2: Yeah, it's definitely a, something I'd like to do again. I think it was it was a sort of new challenge for me to to sort of play only a few games, go to Sri Lanka and then come back and play a couple at the end, um, you know, in going from one set of conditions to another. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, we didn't quite go as well as we would have liked as, as a group at Sussex. But, um, yeah, I mean, great experience. Another set of new conditions that, you know, I, I guess, you know, I, I got to experience and, um, yeah, hopefully next year I get another opportunity.
1: And then just recently, the MRF Academy in India, um, just a handful of Aussies got the chance to go. Um, yeah, what was that all about? What, ha- what happened over there?
2: Yeah, so it's basically uh, a sort of 10-day training camp. Um, so, yeah, it's actually the, the third time I've been on it. With We did it when I was at the National Performance Squad, I think in 2018. Um, and then I, I went again the following year there. I think they try to take a squad there, every year but with COVID it's obviously been quite challenging so this is the the first one since then but basically it's just 10 full solid days of of training and we we played a a couple of sort of modified games in in the middle of it um and yeah once again it's you know great to you know experience those conditions as, as they're pretty hard to replicate over there so they were quite spicy wickets and you know um Spinning quite big, so you know it was quite quite enjoyable. Uh, yeah, we all had a pretty good time.
3: And back to WA, Sean Marsh is he's going again. It wasn't even a question, was it, whether he was going to hang up the gloves?
2: Well, he he always said to us when he wins a shield that'll be it, but now he wants to defend one, which I I don't blame him. So um, yeah, we're all we all love love sauce, so we're pretty happy to see him go round again. He you know, he feels like he, he could play forever at the moment. So um yeah, he's he's got one more year, so hopefully he can he can do well and um yeah we can defend the shield for him.
1: He's not one who shows a lot of emotion, but did you get finally get something out of him after that breakthrough win?
2: Yeah, definitely. I you know it's been sort of Twenty odd years in in the making for him. It's it's the one thing he hadn't really done in his career. So um, yeah, he was he was very excited and certainly sort of led the led the charge with the celebrations.
3: What about with your own game? Obviously, last season Josh Inglis was was away for the entire season. I think. Um, how's that keeping dynamic playing out? You know, I'm guessing he'll be away for the T Twenty World Cup as well to start the season, but you must be confident with your own form with the bat that potentially there's a there's a spot there for you both to play and you to play as a, as a batter
2: yeah definitely i think at, at the moment it looks like he's away for the first half um, yeah which means i'll i'll probably get the opportunity with the gloves again which um you know obviously um, you know love keeping as well and you know I'm a keeper batter but um yeah you know just like anything if I if I'm making runs and when he comes back you know hopefully I'm I'm in the side as a batter as well so um you know however that looks um you know obviously depends on selection um but yeah I, I guess I'm I'm ready for the first half to, to take the gloves and hopefully make a lot of runs and then when he comes back in yeah hopefully I'm I'm still in the team um batting the top six
1: and yeah, just on your batting position, we've seen you, you know, bat right up the top in the sort of white ball cricket. Uh, but where do you prefer to bat in the red ball stuff? We've seen you, you know, at four and at five and at six and at seven. So, do you prefer to, you know, be a little bit further up, or are you happy to sort of sit in that seven position?
2: Um, I oh, I think I'd like to, to a, uh, yeah be sort of a, a higher middle water player, so a 4-5. I think when I'm when I'm keeping, it's it's nicer to get a, a bit more time off legs sometimes and be a bit lower. But, um, yeah, it's like wherever, you know, I'm sort of happy to play wherever I fit. Um, you know, I, ideally, eventually, if I'm just playing as a batter, I, I think I'd like to be higher. Um, but, yeah, at the moment, and you know, if I, I keep making runs and they keep wanting me to bat higher, I, I see it as a good thing, so... You know, hopefully that that happens.
3: Was was there any temptation, Josh, to align the the state and BBL deals, or is it WA through and through for you? Um, oh, it's
2: you know definitely, you know my my contract ran out last year, so you know that there, there was you know a thought, but um, you know I guess after a really successful season with WA, um, you know. We, we had a lot of good fun as well. And, you know, I work really well with the coaches at, at, at WA cricket as well. You know, I was pretty, pretty settled. And, um, you know, it's, it's a huge commitment to, to go across and, and move states. And I, I was very settled and happy where I am. So, you know, it, it, it was a, a small thought. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with where I am at the moment.
1: So speaking of that WA squad, uh, superstars everywhere. But who should we be looking out for this se- season? Somebody who's going to make a name for themselves, perhaps.
2: Um, it's a really good question. There's, there's so many. I think, you know, the the young guy Teague Wiley. I think, you know, he he's an exceptional player. Um, you know, he played the last two games, and we played two games and won a shield final in his second game. So. Um, you know, I, I think that there's going to be pretty amazing things from him, and you know, I think he's already made a name for himself. But Aaron Hardy just gets better and better. Um, you know, he's an exceptional player, and you know, no doubt he's going to do some great things for us this year as
4: well.
3: Aaron Hardy, you just touched on one of five, probably the, f- the five best all-rounders in in Australia at the moment. With um, all the other guys you've got in the WA squad, I know a few of them will be away for the T Twenty World Cup, but if they're all available, how how do you fit him in? You just can't, can you?
2: Well, I mean, that's luckily that's not my problem. Um, <laughs> that's that's a coach and uh, selectors' problem. But I think you know, yeah, it's it's one of those things that we we've got so many great all-rounders at, at WA. I think the the beauty of it is we're very lucky that we've got lots that get picked for Australia. So we generally haven't had, you know, the problem for a while of trying to fit everyone in. Um, So I think, you know, from a WA perspective, we just, you know, hope we still have lots of, you know, Australian selections which, you know, we pride ourselves on and and then we can fit everyone else in, I guess, around that.
1: What do you think the secret to success is? I mean, because even when your best players are out on national duty, WA still win games of cricket where other states, that would really uh, cripple them. What is it that... Makes the WA team so strong and with so much depth?
2: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure the answer to the, to the depth. We, we obviously have a pretty good breeding ground for, for cricketers, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think last year was a really big focus for us, especially in the, the four day competition, to just put ourselves in, in positions to win the game. Um, you know, we, we always wanted to sort of set up either, either a chase or um, sort of have a total to. To defend, um, to to try win games of cricket because we need to win a shield title. Um, you know, th- we, we'd rather put ourselves in a position to win and lose than give ourselves no chance and and have a few draws on the board. So, um, you know, that was our big focus last year, and I think we we did lose a few co- close games because of that, but we also won a lot more games last year as well. Um, so, yeah, that that was our big focus from last year.
3: And we'll just uh, touch on the the sixes briefly. You're heading back there for BBL 12. You must be uh, thrilled to get James Vince in the draft, your opening partner there.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it would have, would have been sad if he, if he didn't come back. Um, I think it's his fifth year back with us now, I think, or fourth. Um, you know, he's... Feel like he's a part of the furniture at the Sixers now. You know, we all we all love him and, and want him to come back every year. And um, you know, I also love batting with him as well. He's he's got such a cool head on him, and he's, you know, he's an absolutely exceptional player. So, you know, it's it's pretty exciting to see him back.
3: Were you a bit worried uh, when Shippy plucked Laurie Evans's name first in that second round?
2: <laughs> um, you know, he's he's a pretty ca- calculated man, Shippy. So I reckon yeah he, he knew exactly what he was doing um, but yeah look I was I was definitely surprised um, I yeah from from my understanding we're always getting Vincey back uh, so it, it was pretty funny I was you know but yeah he's, he, he's a smart man should be so yeah I think he he did that very calculated
1: what were your overall thoughts on the draft and the other Sixers picks that you guys have got
2: yeah I think um you know, it was pretty as expected, our, our picks. We like getting guys we know and that have played for us before. Um, you know, CJ's great bloke an exceptional player as well when he was with us for a bit last year. So, you know, we're very happy to, to see him back. And, you know, we also needed... Well, we also were, were looking for that sort of mystery spinner. So um, I'm sure, no doubt, Shippy's done his research and, um, you know, he'll do some good things for us as well. Um, but, yeah, overall, the draft, I thought it was... I thought it was good. I thought it was something different, and you know, I, I thought, you know, it's it's an important time that we, you know, look to change things up a little bit.
3: What's the dynamic like for you when, you know, last season you lose that that final to the Scorchers, and then two weeks later you're walking back in and your teammates, to, to most of them, with WA, and I guess the pre- season before it was, you know, you were walking back in as as a winner, and they'd sort of been knocked out earlier in the competition.
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's certainly interesting, but we're all we're all such close mates that, you know, it's just there's a bit of band here and there, but you know, it you know, we kinda of get on with it and, and move on with, with sort of the next goal of, you know, shield cricket or one day cricket. But, you know, definitely the last few years I had I had a fair bit of bragging rights and um, yeah, they you know, some of them certainly gave it all back to me this year. <laughs>
1: And just looking at your season ahead personally, do you have any specific goals in mind that you want to try and tick off this summer?
2: Um, oh, it's not, not specifically. I think it's it's just make as many runs as I can. You know, runs runs is the biggest currency and, you know, I, I want to be getting hundreds, um, hundreds and, and big hundreds, I guess. So, you know, that's, that's probably my, my main goal and, you know, then when I get the opportunity with the gloves, just, you know, I guess do the best I can there as well and yeah hopefully everything looks after
1: it itself cricket.com.au is running a series called Kit Week where we look at the greatest cricket bats of all time so we just want to know from you what was your first ever cricket bat and what's your all time favourite
2: Oh, my first ever cricket bat um, my first ever proper cricket bat I reckon was um, one of the old school pumas that Gilly used to use. Um, yeah, I used to absolutely love it. Um, can't remember exactly. Can't remember exactly what one it was.
1: Did it have the orange stickers?
2: No, it was bef- before that. It had the. The um,
3: Millen Champ and Hall stickers?
2: Yeah, it was when it was Millie Champ and Hall were making the pumas. Yeah. Yeah, I used to absolutely love that.
3: Is that the, the keeping. Connection, Josh. Have you always been a keeper? Is that why you you favoured that bat from Gilly?
2: Um, I I was always a keeper through juniors because I was so little, and I think Dad's like, you know, you need you need to do something else as well. Um, but yeah, oh, definitely, I was always always had puma stuff because Gilly Gilly kept with it. You know, that's that's for sure.
1: And so, do you have an all-time favourite bat?
2: All-time favourite? Oh, it's it's probably the the Kookaburra Beast I reckon Um, yeah I used to love it when um, when they had the fully blacked out at the back but I think they they had to ban that because they were putting carbon fibre behind it or something (laughs) but that was that was probably my favourite
1: Awesome, thanks so much for your time Josh hopefully the drive into training has gone alright for you Um, but we appreciate your time and good luck for the summer ahead
2: Easy, thanks guys, appreciate
4: it
0: That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
1: To Josh Philippi for chatting to us about the upcoming season. Jack, are the WA cricket team going to go back-to-back in the Marsh Sheffield Shield? And the
3: Marsh Cup as well. It's hard to go past them, isn't it? I think they've got superstars everywhere you look. You know, they can cover anyone. And then they just bring in you know, 18-year-old Teague Wiley for his first couple of games and he wins a Shield final. So, you know, it's hard hard to go past them and I I can't see them not being at least
1: both of those finals. Um, Now, we spoke about in the the SA preview that they've had a lot of list turnover. For WA, it's the exact opposite. They've had barely any changes to their list and that's got to be a good thing, right? I mean, Sean Marsh has agreed to go around again and all of their quality players who are on the cusp of Australian Mm -hmm. selection... Are still there as well.
3: Well, yeah, that's right. You know, the only changes they have are when their players get picked for Australia, as as Josh mentioned. So, you know, it's they've got a great system going there, great you know talent identification, development. Um, great to see Sean Marsh go around again and, and try and defend that shield. I think um, he'll be hoping that Mitch is available towards the back end of the season, so they could share that together potentially if they're competing. Um, but but yeah, they just you know. It's what I think all the states look up to, don't they? So um, to try and replicate what WA do because they're they're a powerhouse. And you know now that they've got that first shield title in 23 years, the floodgates might open and they might be hard to beat for the next few years.
1: <laughs> it's going to be an interesting season, I reckon, for a few of the guys who have been on the Aussie radar and have sort of slipped off it. I'm thinking of like the Cameron Bancrofts and the Hilton Cartwrights and the Ashton Turners. I mean, these guys have shown that they've had, you know incredible potential and even played for Australia. But how do they continue to evolve this season when there's so many other stars around them? And
3: Josh Philippe is one of those as well. He played those couple of games in the West Indies and, and Bangladesh last year. So I think especially with um, with Josh Philippe, he'll be looking for a strong season to sort of put his name back up on, on that radar. Cam Bancroft and Ash Turner, you know, I think they're, there's probably guys who have leapfrogged them in in terms of national selection at the moment, but yeah, you know, they're they're always around around the mark and solid performers. Um, you know, that great players who have played a lot of you know international cricket got a lot of in- experience. So Asht- Ashton Turner, is someone who potentially we might see, he played a little bit of, with Durham over the over the winter, so he's and in the hundred as well. So he's someone we might see, you know, go a bit broader and and you know explore his options with his white ball white ball talent because um, he hasn't been in that red ball side for WA for a while. So um, I think, yeah, that, that's pro- probably what he's looking at. But, yeah, Cam Bancroft, if he keeps turning out runs, he's going to keep putting his name up there in lights for, for Aussie selection.
1: It's going to be interesting to see how this Philippine and Inglis dynamic sort of plays out, I reckon. I mean, has is it hurting Josh Inglis that he's... Been around the Aussie squad and not playing a lot, or how how do you sort of see that playing out, and what's going to happen this summer with those two? It is interesting. I think he'd be itching to get some consistent cricket under his under his belt,
3: much like Mitch Swepson. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, Josh Philphey is is done well when he's taken the gloves and 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 batted in sort of the top four or five. Um, but even with Aaron Hardy coming in and making 170 not out in the in the Shield final, he's another one who could bat in that same position. So, how do you fit him in? Uh, Stoinis, if he's available for some state cricket, Mitch Marsh, all of these guys can can bat anywhere in that that middle order. And you know, if Inglis
1: is back as well, then
3: there's going to be some unlucky players who miss out.
1: And they've got like an elite list of quicks as well don't they I mean that's sort of what WA have been known for over the years I'm thinking about Berendorf and Gannon and Matt Kelly Lance Morris the wild thing Joel Paris Jai Richardson Uh, there's a lot of pace there absolutely and ideally suited to that
3: Wacker deck as well I think they'd love to see Jai Richardson remain fit and just tearing at the Wacker and you know there'd be a lot of nervous batsmen around the around the country and then you know. Joel Paris is kind of the, the he's not really a veteran at the moment, but, you know, he's been around for a long time. He's got that experience and he just proved in that Shield final where he bowled on day three after lunch, spell of, you know, a couple of wickets there and really broke the game open for, for WA. So he's kind of the stability and then you've got all the, the express quicks around him. So, yeah, I think, you know, Australia and WA will be hoping that Jai Richardson can stay fit
1: um, so he can put his... Name back up there for, for higher honours. And there's just the one frontline spinner in their squad, Corey Rococcielli, who you saw play in the Shield final, played pretty well actually, you scored a very important 50 with the bat. Um, how do you see his season progressing? Because we've seen in the past that WA pre- maybe prefer to play quicks and then use, you know, Darcy Short as the spinner or something like that. Is Corey going to factor into a first, first team this season?
3: I think it depends where they play, but you know, proved last season they played him in the Shield final at at the Wacker. So yeah, he's a he's a great character. He's much loved around that squad. Uh, Lots of energy, uh, and he's coming on well with his bowling and his and his batting. So I think they'll look for opportunities to play him, but whether they can fit him in is another question. The other one is Ashton Agar. He he would be their their main spinner if he's available. Of course. But I don't think he'll play too much. He might be able to fit a few games in after the, after the World Cup, but he'll obviously be with the World Cup squad up until the sort of mid-November. And then after the big bash, you, he'll be on that tour to, to India as well. So, yeah, it's, it's Corey's spot for this season pretty much, isn't it?
1: Certainly looks that way. So if we have to make a bold prediction, how many titles are WA going to win? Is that how you're sort of <laughs> thinking about this question?
3: Yes, I think so. It'll be it'll be two, uh, two titles. My prediction, possibly a big bash title thrown in there as well, and who knows with the, with the WNCL and and the women's big bash could be, all the titles could be heading to, uh, heading to Perth again.
1: <laughs> no pressure, guys. No pressure at that all.
3: That could uh, that could come back to bite me in that prediction, couldn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you could look like a genius as well at the same time. So, um, one of two ways. Jack, thanks for joining me for the WA State Preview. Uh, We'll catch you all for the next State Preview. Not sure who it's going to be, but we'll catch you when it drops.
3: Thank you, Josh. Good to be here again.